Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in. Half of the Final Four is set. We got the other half being set tonight. And Major League Baseball season is starting this week. If you can believe it, I, you know, I was reminded on Sunday that it was happening. And it turns out, yeah, opening day is this week. And it is barely a blip on the radar. I've got some thoughts on that, especially with a story that I guess you can call it broke, but a story that came out yesterday about the current spring training numbers and how, quite frankly, right now they're not very good as far as offense, home runs, stuff like that. So I'm going to get into all of that. Good morning, Wayne. Glad to see you. Uh, Been a little while, so I'm glad you're back. Um, So we'll get into all that, but first, real quick, I want to remind you, number one, uh, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, at Michael Borky, right there on YouTube. Uh, My internet's being a little funky today, so if I go in and out, please forgive me. I'm getting that little signal right now, but uh subscribe on youtube just search my name it is right there hit that subscribe button it is free to you and if you're watching on stream this does get uploaded in podcast form on itunes just search uh mike in the morning and spotify uh just my name will also give you results uh subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and a review and i'm very glad that you are with me so let's dive right in real quick um i've got a thought too on so the sec has been officially eliminated from the NCAA tournament. That happened last night with Arkansas losing to Baylor. So real quick, the the two scores, Houston, the final score doesn't reflect really how much of a blowout it was. Houston dominated Oregon State last night. They're moving on to the final four. Kelvin Sampson, after getting into NCAA trouble while at Indiana, um, has found his way back. He is in the final four. He is uh, obviously back in coaching, but Uh, If you go read, I've seen a lot of people reference his NCAA trouble. Uh, I even saw somebody that works in media say last night that Kelvin Sampson uh, making the Final Four is proof uh, that uh, everybody should be cheating because you can just get away with it and stuff like that. Now, I think that's the case. I mean, my gosh, Will Wade is still at LSU years later. Uh, But if you go look at what Kelvin Sampson actually did – um. Is it? I mean, is that really the example you're going to use of, well, NCAA rules don't matter because Kelvin Sampson is in the Final Four after, uh, I mean, he, he hadn't coached in college in years. And if you go read about what he did, that's not, not so bad. I don't know. I don't know why that narrative is being said about Kelvin Sampson. If anything, it's kind of a cool story. I mean, he was... He got himself into some trouble. Of course, I'm not saying that that's okay uh, or or good. Um, You shouldn't break rules that you agree to follow. But when you look at his path and and what happened and why he lost his job at Indiana and then now bringing a a hapless Houston program into the Final Four, I actually think it's kind of a cool story. I'm rooting for him. 
if we're being honest, he is definitely not the example in college basketball of the coach that um, is the example for why cheating's okay and everybody should do it. Like, Kelvin Sampson's not the guy that should give you that thought. It's Will Wade and anybody else that was caught in the FBI scandal. Sampson? No. I don't know why he is he is being looked at like that. He paid his dues, for sure. And uh, good for him for getting that win last night. And then Baylor beat Arkansas. Uh, Baylor's just a better team than Arkansas right now. Uh, they made it close. Uh, they tried to anyway, and Arkansas ended up losing. You've got two games tonight, and the Final Four will be set. Gonzaga and USC and UCLA and Michigan. And if both favorites win, that means you'll have three one-seeds and one two-seed in the Final Four, just like I said was going to happen all along. The upsets are great, but the better teams always filter their way through. That's kind of how it works. But the SEC is officially out of the NCAA tournament. And the league has clearly gotten better. And so when you bring that local, because the SEC's clearly gotten better to me. I mean, you had two teams in the Sweet 16. Alabama couldn't make free throws. They should be playing tonight in the Elite Eight if they could just make free throws. But the league as a whole has definitely elevated itself some. And what does that mean here? And I think, quite simply, it means that expectations should be elevated or else we're all wasting our time. For example, making the NIT championship, I have said many times over the last couple of weeks, playing well in the NIT has benefits. Um, For Mississippi State, who made the NIT championship and ended up losing to Memphis, obviously, their young core of guys got tournament experience. That's a good thing. There's absolutely no downside to playing in the SEC, but I have seen some people kind of celebrate this as if it's some kind of great accomplishment. And when you're many years into your tenure at Mississippi State or anywhere in the SEC and you have played in one NCAA tournament game and you lost to Liberty in San Jose, this isn't something to hang your hat on to me. It's it's a good thing they're in it. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not contradicting myself. I think it was good that Mississippi State played and played well in the NIT. I think it gives valuable experience to those sophomores, that trio of sophomores that should make the tournament next year. But you have people that bring up the history thing. And, I mean, it's why I've been hypercritical uh, of Ole Miss this year. Well, yeah, the program doesn't have very good history. I hear that all the time. I mean, you even had the coach say that in the – NIT press conferences. Well, this is only the program's 22nd postseason appearance, so we're happy to be in this prestigious tournament. Well, you shouldn't be. I, I am very anti-history. I don't want to hear about history. I want to hear about what you are right now today, what you can do today. History doesn't mean anything. If history mattered in college football, Nebraska would be signing five stars everywhere. If history mattered in football, Tennessee wouldn't be the laughing stock of the SEC on an annual basis. If history didn't matter, BYU would be national championship winners. Instead, they're playing nobody. And yeah, Zach Wilson's great. He's going to get drafted. But look at what BYU is now. But history says it should be an elite program. I, I, I hate the history thing. I, I think it's kind of silly. And so right now when, well, you know, Mississippi State, uh, you know, they haven't played much postseason basketball. And so getting to the NIT championship, that's it's good for the players, but historically, I don't want to hear it. The SEC as a conference is clearly elevated. And if you're going to celebrate 
making the NIT or be happy about it or be okay with it, then we're all wasting our time here. Um, the league has changed its expectations. I mean, from the league office down. Other programs are investing. They've hired new coaches. They're getting players. They're focusing on basketball. We should expect more from our basketball programs here. And Arkansas and Alabama playing in the Sweet 16, I think, kind of shows you why. And going into this season, I think this is a pivotal season for basketball in this state. I think you should expect more. I don't want to hear historical excuses for the NIT. Of course you play in it. Of course. Because Mississippi State made the final. Fans got kind of engaged again. All good. But this should not be any kind of mark in the positive column. It should just be a thing that you did. Because if we're not expecting NCAA tournament appearances, then, then what are we even doing here? This young group of players for Mississippi State, should make the tournament this coming season. Barring injury, it's a tournament or bust situation. And if it's not, then we're wasting our time. This past season for Ole Miss, that should have been a tournament team. I don't care about the history of the program. I don't care that Andy Kennedy only made two tournaments or whatever. Andy Kennedy's not the coach at Ole Miss anymore. He's not there anymore. You moved on from him because you think the program should be better. And so when you move on from him, and you make the NIT and lose in the first round, I don't want to hear excuses or pointing back to Andy Kennedy. It was supposed to be better. And if it's not better, don't make excuses because Alabama is not making excuses. Look at where they went. Why is Alabama able to do that, but Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not? Arkansas is a really good job and has been for a while, so that's a little bit different. But South Carolina has been to a Final Four recently. Auburn's been to a Final Four recently. Why not you? I don't like the excuses side of this. I I'd, I'd was listening uh, to a different platform yesterday, and that was uh, a Mississippi State fan made that argument was, well, you know, the NIT, making the NIT final is great because the, the program doesn't have history, and so we should be happy about it. No, you should not. Don't accept that. Ben Hallen shouldn't get fired, but don't accept that. It should be tournament or bust this year for Mississippi State, and Ole Miss should dramatically improve. If not, what are we doing here? We're just wasting our time. If Alabama can do it, so can you. That's all. Off my soapbox there when it comes to basketball. I just I, I hate excuses. What are you now? What are you today? Is Ole Miss basketball 2020 the same program as it was 1977? No. So don't compare it as such. That's all. All right. Major League Baseball starts this week. Did you know that? Because it kind of took me by surprise. Uh, uh, the the guy that produces my Sunday show, uh, Stephen Gagliano, um, brought that to my attention. Honestly, I didn't even realize that Major League Baseball was starting this week. In part because I am I don't have a team. I'm not a fan of a team. I go to the Mississippi Braves games uh, sometimes, uh, but I don't have a team. So that certainly hurts that argument, but I have not seen, I don't know about you guys, maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places. I have not seen anybody anywhere discuss Major League Baseball. I watch national sports shows. I'm on a local sports show. Nobody's talking Major League Baseball right now. Nobody. It's it's just kind of a, a blip on the radar. Um, 
it's become hyper localized. And I think that's a problem. I talked about this on, on Sunday, at least a little bit. I wanted to go more, but we just ran out of time. I think Major League Baseball is losing people like me because I don't have a team. I don't have a hockey team either, but I am interested in the National Hockey League. If there's a game on, I got nothing better to do. I'll turn it on. Um, I am what you can describe as a casual baseball fan. I don't have a team. I'm not obsessed with it. But if there's something compelling going on, I'll turn it on. I don't hate the sport. I'm just not as engaged with it as I am football and basketball. But Major League Baseball is losing people like me, and I think that's a problem. I have heard so many times a counterargument to this statement right here is, well, they're really popular in their local markets, and that's all they need. And maybe that's true. Major League Baseball, like hockey, is very popular in local markets. Atlanta, they love the Braves in Atlanta. St. Louis, they love the Cardinals in St. Louis. They love the Cubs in Chicago. So I get that. But is the city of Nashville, I mean, do any, does anybody care at all about baseball in a non-market city? No, it does not have a national profile anymore. And when you don't have a national profile, you lose people like me. Major League Baseball used to be mainstream. It's not anymore. It's hyper-localized. And they really only have themselves to blame. But I think especially there's a big problem. I mean, people talk all the time about the the lack of marketing their stars. They do a horrible job of marketing their stars. I mean, you just you don't see them anywhere. They tried to limit what people could share on social media even from their games. I mean, their their approach and strategy to marketing players has been truly just an awful one. But now you've got another problem. This uh, from ESPN. This is a bigger problem than star marketing to me. Uh, So Major League Baseball changed the ball a little bit, and it turns out that has affected things so far in spring training. Here's the headline. Scoring home runs down in spring training with new balls in play. That was the headline. Here's uh, some of the the body. Um, With the slightly tweaked baseballs in play, scoring and home runs are down in spring training. Through Sunday, spring training games are averaging 9.4 runs the lowest scoring output in the preseason since at least 2015 and down more than one run a game from the 2019 spring training, which was 10 and a half per game. And each of the past four preseason spring training games have averaged more than 10 runs. Home runs have also declined this spring to 1.1 per game, the lowest in the preseason since 2017. In early February, Major League Baseball informed teams that the subtle changes to the baseball were being made for this season with the goal of improving the consistency of the ball. According to the AP, a Major League Baseball memo to teams stated that the new balls will fly one or two feet shorter on hits that travel more than 375 feet. Over the past three seasons, 80, uh, 81% of home runs have traveled more than 375 feet. In the 2019 season, a record 6,776 home runs were hit. Following that season, a team of scientists determined that manufacturing inconsistencies had caused there there to be less drag on the baseball and contributed to the surge in home runs. It's a small thing, but I think that's a problem. I think that's a huge problem for baseball because that is effectively removing the most exciting parts of the game out of it. 
what do you when you go to a baseball game there are some purists and like i said i'm not one but the sport isn't speaking to people like me if you're a purist you're going to watch it no matter what you love it no matter what because you just love the sport of baseball and nothing is ever going to change that but for people like me the casual observer that they're losing which is bad for the long-term health of the game i want to see 250 pound guys hit 450 foot home runs. That's the most exciting play in the game of baseball. If scoring is down, you're taking the most exciting part of the game away from the game. Why do you think the NBA added the three point line? Because people like scoring. Why do you think the NFL in football in general has adjusted their rules to help offense some? Because defense may win championships, but even Nick Saban said this week that that's not the case anymore. Offense sells. Who are the most popular players in the league? As great as he is, it's not Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he's valuable. I mean, he's a great player. But who's the face of the NFL? It's Tom Brady. It's Patrick Mahomes. Everybody loves the offense. Everybody loves the quarterbacks. And so other leagues have catered themselves to that. And some people don't like that. I understand purists, I know, don't like it. People, There are some people that just love defense. I understand that. But when you're talking about the long-term health of the game, to maximize your potential for popularity and excitement, more offense is better. What was the most exciting time in baseball? In our lifetimes. I'm a little bit younger than some of you, but still, in our lifetimes, what was the most exciting era of baseball? Home run chases. And the steroid conversation is one that I don't feel like having today, but still, it was home run chases. It was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds going after records, hitting tank bombs. That's, that was the most exciting time in baseball in my lifetime was the steroid era, but home run chases. The changing of the ball, when you're already having marketing issues, when you're already having ratings issues, and they could do things to adjust that, like not playing the World Series on football weekends, for example. They need to make it to where they a World Series game never happens when a football game's on. That would be great for them. It's an adjustment that they should make because competing with football, you're always going to lose. But... World Series ratings are down. National baseball games, ratings numbers are down. Maybe they're fine locally. That's great. So is the NHL. Does anybody nationally give a crap? No, they don't. Until the playoffs happen, and they do it just because playoff hockey is like legalized drugs. It's unbelievable. Um, But Major League Baseball is doing the opposite of every other sport. They're taking the most exciting play. They're they're making the most exciting play in the game less frequent. Fewer home runs. Fewer runs scored. More strikeouts. And you can blame analytics for that as well, that you you either home run or strike out, but getting base hits isn't really the best approach analytically. But when you adjust the baseball, when you had a record-breaking home run season in 2019, everybody's hitting bombs everywhere, which, again, is the most exciting play in baseball. Um, when you reduce that, you're going backwards. When you will not add a universal DH, the players wouldn't do that this year. You're going backwards. 
or at least standing still. And in the modern era of on-demand and everything, if you're standing still, you're going backwards. Why would anybody, why, why would I personally, a casual observer of baseball, want to see a pitcher come up to the plate three times? Why would I want to see that? They, they put their heels in the back of the box and they take really bad swings at pitches and they just can't wait to go sit down. Why would you not take that out of your game? I don't understand it. Everybody else is forward thinking, trying to move forward. NBA adds a three-point line. The NFL makes some rule changes to allow for more scoring. And the NFL now is the most dominant force in sports. Major League Baseball stuck behind. All of you listening to this, I promise you know who Zion Williamson is. If he walked into a room, you'd, you, would, you would recognize him. You'd know him. In part because he's six foot six and 285 pounds. He's a unique-looking person, but he's everywhere. My gosh, in Madison, Mississippi, in my local grocery store, there's a big Zion poster. Nobody cares about the NBA around here. This is a baseball state. But I go to the grocery store, I don't see Mike Trout. I don't see any of the Braves players. None. I don't see Bryce Harper. I don't see any of these guys, but I I see Zion. He's there. I see Dak Prescott. There was a billboard on uh, 49 South, uh, just south of Jackson on the way to Hattiesburg, of Jared Cook. Jared Cook is on billboards. I don't see anything baseball-related anywhere around. So home runs are going to be down, and runs are down because they changed the baseball. They, They wouldn't add a universal DH. Games take too long because we can't do the automated strike zone. And they don't market their stars for anything. And so because of all of that, the lead story today is not Major League Baseball season starting. It's Justin Fields' pro day. When I turned on a sports network this morning, that was the conversation. Baseball wasn't even on their lineup. They weren't going to talk about it this morning. Justin Fields practicing today is a bigger story than Major League Baseball starting this week. And they only have themselves to blame. I don't think baseball is ever going to be the NFL. Of course not. But they have got to see this as a problem. Even the biggest baseball purist in the world has got to see this as a problem. I'm in Madison, Mississippi, and I see Zion before I see any Braves player. That's a problem. It is the week of opening day, and they're talking about Justin Fields practicing instead of Major League Baseball. They've got a real problem. And then this is the home run thing in spring training is what sparked my desire to talk about this this morning. Because what the purist doesn't understand is there are more people like me than than like them. There are more casual sports fans than diehard baseball fans. And when you lose us, we'll find something else. And we're doing that. It's a shame because I I remember I I used to watch every nationally broadcasted baseball game. Opening day was a huge deal for me. I mean, I was in on opening day. I loved it. I don't care this week. Not really. They haven't given me a reason to. 
And for the long-term health of the game, I think that's a big problem. And now you're going to take away the most exciting play of it? You're going to reduce the most exciting play? I think that's a real problem. (sighs) Leadership at the top. And then apparently, I mean, there might be a holdout at the end of this year. There could be a work stoppage because of bad negotiations. I mean, this whole thing um, is a disaster right now. And I'm sure one of you uh, who's a diehard baseball fan might be rolling your eyes today, but there are more people like me than like you. There are more people that are casual that aren't going to really care because you haven't given me a reason to. It's crazy what they've let happen. Leadership at the top of baseball is awful right now. And now you're taking away some juice from the baseball and home run numbers and scoring numbers are down. That's like the NFL doing something to take touchdowns away and then being happy that they did that. Like, all offenses are scoring too much. We need to do some research to make sure they stop doing that. Couldn't imagine that. Could not imagine that at all. Speaking of baseball, we got some midweek action, but... I mean, I think Ole Miss is playing North Alabama today, and if I remember correctly, they are one and eighteen. Oh, <laughs> I think that's their record. I'm pulling it up just to double check. Uh, I think they're one and eighteen. And uh, let's see. Well, does it give a record for these um, for these midweek teams? It does not. I, they're they're very long story short. They're very bad. I'll expect uh, expect Peyton Shatney to get a day off for sure. Ole Miss is probably going to throw a bunch of guys that you've never heard of today. Um, that game's at four o'clock. Mississippi State in the midweek has Valley today. Has Mississippi Valley. They're, Mississippi State will probably pitch a new guy in every inning uh, because of the Thursday start to their series this week. So. Um, Zach getting the vaccine this morning said no sound uh, currently at the pharmacy about to get my first stabbing congrats man uh, that's uh, that's great the um, the vaccine rollout in this state has been very good um, the process apparently has just been phenomenal um, not many people have wanted for it if, if you want to get it you can um, and our numbers are very very good so uh, that's a great thing of course but yeah. Major League Baseball this week. Not even a blip on the radar. It's a problem. It is a huge problem, and they uh, they have to get it fixed. So those are my thoughts, and I'm sticking to them. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in, as you always do. Uh, we'll be on the radio this afternoon, of course. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Leave a rating and a review. I'm always thankful that you guys uh, listen and watch this. This is a fun little side project. And uh, as long as you guys keep listening and watching, it could turn into a little more than that. That's the goal anyway. Uh, We shall see. So thank you again for tuning in. Y'all have a great rest of your day. It should be just uh, beautiful for the next few hours. If you're watching live, get outside before the rain comes this afternoon. And we get cold days after this one. Uh, So enjoy your day. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.